Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about how we can be joyful in obedience. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. And today, we're going to wrestle with the idea of joyful obedience. You know, one of the questions that's been on my mind recently is how much does our faith impact the culture around us? And how much does that transfer flow the other way? You know, we see peaks and valleys in the impact of the Bible on society. I think some would argue that we're in a valley right now relative to other moments in history. But from all I can tell, every generation has claimed that at one point or another. We certainly see, though, that the impact that present day culture is having on our faith. And I'm not really talking about, you know, when we see the church conforming to sin on hot button issues or, you know, fog machines during a worship service. We see the impact of 21st century entertainment culture there too. But what really has been nagging at me is how much the less visible attitudes of our culture have affected our faith. Most of society has a different mindset than the ones Christians should have. But are we making sure that distinction remains? I think our topic today is an example of this. Our society in the West has a hard time putting joy and obedience in the same sentence. It just runs counter to our society's worldview. Western society values individualism and personal ownership and independence, and obedience becomes a weakness. We're supposed to chart our own course and think for ourselves. So why would we let anyone else tell us who to be or what to do or how to think? That's the starting point that is woven into the fabric of our society's mantra. It is in school curriculum and folk stories and music and film and in our workplaces. It's everywhere. Society is saying, claim your independence. Do not obey. And when you have to obey, don't be happy about it. Then we open up the Bible. And we find Jesus, the son of God, who was present at the creation and had legions of angels at his command, joyfully obey his father's will. Hebrews 12.2 says, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Of course, Jesus hanging in agony was not joyful, but Christ did find joy in his humility towards others and his father. And what is so stunning is that he didn't have to. Jesus said in Matthew 26, 53, do you think I cannot call on my father and he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels? Jesus had the ability to claim freedom but he chose to submit to his father's will. That's pretty different from what our society has trained us to envision when we think about power and success. But it is the anthem of scripture. I want to look at 1 John 5 because I think it's there that this alternate way of looking at obedience is the most clearly and succinctly laid out. John spends most of his epistles giving his readers tests that they can take to know if they have fellowship with God. He writes in 1 John 2, 9, if you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who does what is right has been born of him. 1 John 3, 9 says, no one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in him. He cannot go on sinning because he has been born of God. 1 John 3, 14, 
We know that we have passed from death to life because we love our brothers. Anyone who does not love remains in death. 1 John 4, 7, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. And in 1 John 5, 3-4, this is love for God, to obey his commands. You know, each of these tests point to a simple truth. The only evidence that Christ and his spirit reside in our hearts is that we obey him. If you don't seek to obey God's commands, you don't believe. We reveal our belief that Christ is the Son of God through our willingness to obey him. John makes it simple. If we don't seek to obey and carry out God's will on earth, we not truly believe Christ is born of God. But John isn't talking about the kind of burdensome obedience that the world dreads. He says in 1 John 5, 3-4, This is love for God, to obey his commands, and his commands are not burdensome. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Jesus, he didn't come to bring condemnation, according to John 3, 17. Jesus came to lighten our burdens and to offer freedom. Sin had already left us condemned, but Jesus brought freedom. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, that's exactly what he promised he would do. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our God, he's a demanding God. He demands a lot from us, but he is the only one who gives us true and lasting rest. Psalms 119.41 starts out saying, May your unfailing love come to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your promise. Then I will answer the one who taunts me, for I trust in your word. Do not snatch the word of truth from my mouth, for I have put my hope in your laws. I will always obey your law forever and ever. I will walk about in freedom, for I have sought out your precepts. You know, the psalmist says he will obey God's law and be made free through it. He says that God shows his love through his word, and we return that love through our willing and joyful obedience. The psalmist recognizes God's law brings delight. He, he writes in Psalm 119, uh, 140, Your promises have been thoroughly tested, and your servant loves them. Though I am lowly and despised, I do not forget your precepts. Your righteousness is everlasting, and your law is true. Trouble and distress have come upon me, but your commands are my delight. Your statutes are forever right. Give me understanding that I may live. Now, our culture may not be able to figure out how obedience can coincide with joy, but it is central to the Christian's worldview. We don't just submit before God out of fear or coercion, but joyfully. John begins in 1 John 5, saying everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. In fact, this is love for God, to keep his commands, and his commands are not burdensome, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Love for God is simple. Keep his commands. That kind of obedience, it's not popular. 
but it won't make us weary. His commands are not burdensome for us. We embrace them joyfully because we can overcome the world when we submit to Jesus, the Son of God. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey there, thank you for listening through this episode of Rooted Daily. We think it's so important that you grow with Christ continually, using the Word of God as your only foundation. That's why we release these episodes every weekday, so that you can root yourself daily in the Bible. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you don't miss us. And if you think a friend would benefit from hearing this good news, hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready now to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com.